Welcome to Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast from South Cities Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. If you're interested in learning more, visit our website at southcities.church. Hey, Dave. Hello. How you doing? Good. Good. Hi, Ethan. Hey. Welcome back. Where oh, have you, thanks. Where have you been the last month? Uh, home. Doing what? Taking care of a child. Oh. Your child? <laughs> it's a good yes. clar- clarifying question. Yes. Trying to use context clues to <laughs> figure out. <laughs> I have acquired a new child. That's great. Congratulations. <laughs> you talk about it funny. <laughs> Just my opinion though. Yeah. My brain is in a weird lack of sleep funny mode. So here we are. Here we are. Well, great. I'm glad we could have you join us on this podcast. <laughs> Good to have you. Um, all right. So uh, this week we're just, we're talking about the topic uh, each week that we're um, preaching on for the the normal kind of January flow of sermons that we do. So there's been the word, there's been prayer, and the topic for this Sunday is uh, ethnic harmony. So that's been one of the historic topics that we've talked about. Um, it's obviously an important topic in cultural conversation in the world. Um, and, and so I guess the, the first question I'd have to pose here, Dave, is how should we in general think about framing this, this topic, thinking about it with biblical categories? Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe the, maybe the thing I'd say about it uh, before even getting to that would be that one of the things, uh, one of the historical reasons that Bethlehem in the past, which is what we were a part of, you know, just yep. over a month ago, and now we're kind of continuing it. One of the reasons that we've talked about it for a long time uh, came out of, you know, a burden uh, from Pastor John and others who really lived um, during a time when there was a lot of uh, racial hostility mm-hmm. um, around, uh, mm-hmm. and and just to say that that that's a that's really been represented in America in particular ways over the course of history, but obviously the Bible talks about it a lot, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, it's everywhere. So there's, there's there's ethnic hostility right all around the world, and we've had particular expressions here, and so in light of that. I think the burden has been to your point to say, well, what is the, what does the Bible have to say that can help us, help us understand the problems, help us understand the solutions. Maybe that'd be a way to say it. Right. Cause we don't want to just blindly think about it the way that the world thinks about things. We want to make sure that we're being biblical. And right. Using, right. Know. Right. That, yeah, that's exactly right. And so, um, I mean, kind of like everything else, what we're going to find in the word of God is that the the problem is sin, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if I was gonna, if I was gonna put a category on um, what I'd call ethnic hostility, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, in America, it's been in in our history, it's been um, really a black and white issue in many ways. But certainly, there's other ethnic hostility that happens all the time in mm-hmm. America as well. Um, I would, I, you know, the word for racism. What I would say is I'd put that underneath the category of partiality. I think that's the way that the Bible 
talks about those things, and those would be subcategories of partiality. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I was going to say, what's what's the sin? <laughs> I'd say it's a, it's a sin of partiality, which means that um, I or a person is going to look down, demean, dishonor, um, attack someone else based on their differences uh, from me. That mm-hmm. could be... Um, ethnic differences, that could be uh, gender differences, that could be uh, economic differences, it mm-hmm. could be a lot of different things. Right. So all, all these categories of, uh, of racism and ethnocentrism and all, and all those kinds of terms that we use um, would be kind of, I think, under the biblical category of partiality. So I think that's the problem. Um, the solution to that um, in the Bible, I think is, uh, well, it's, 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 it's a few things. One would be redemption, that God would redeem a people and would change our hearts um, to be able to see other people as made in the image of God, mm-hmm. um, to be able to see them as worthy of dignity and honor and respect. And, and then the way that that gets worked out, um, we're going to talk about the sermon here in a little bit too, yeah. but is love your neighbor as yourself. And, you know, when we talk about, like like in the Bible, if we go to the story of the good Samaritan, when he, the, the person asks Jesus, well, who's my neighbor, right? That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a question saying, well, where is my love limited to? Who do I really have to love? Um, Jesus tells a story where a Samaritan, which would have been the most uh, despised, yeah. probably ethnicity to the Jews, is the hero of the story. And Jesus' point is, it's not about who your neighbor is. It's about being a neighbor, loving your neighbor uh, wherever you are. And um, I think he makes the Samaritan the hero on purpose because he's he's crossing some uh, ethnic and uh, cultural lines there to say uh, he's loving better than you are. Um, and I think that, so, so redemption, the ability by the spirit to see other people made in the image of God, love them as our neighbors, and I think that to stop there, uh, we'd still have made some good progress. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're not we're not hating each other for wrong reasons anymore. We're loving each other. We're seeing each other differently. But I think the Bible goes one step further than that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just stop at ethnic harmony. Um, like we just like each other and that's the end. The end is that we're united in the gospel, right. redeemed by the gospel, <laughs> transformed by the gospel, that we would praise Jesus together. That's great. I was just going to ask, so the follow-up to that is, what's the goal yeah. of ethnic harmony <laughs> so according I, to the Bible? Yeah, so I think in, in the places I would go to make that point be like Romans 15, where uh, Paul is talking to Jew and Gentile in Romans who had a bunch of differences. <laughs> and he says, you know, I want you, to with, I want you to so welcome one another in Christ that you with one voice can glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Uh, So welcome one another that way. So he's saying, hey, you've been welcomed in Jesus as um, all equally made in the image of God, all equally sinful before God and all equally redeemed by grace. Therefore, because of the welcome you've received in Christ, welcome one another that way Mm -hmm. and praise him together uh, as this beautiful picture of his diverse redemption. and then I think the other place we see it is, you know, the the popular missions passage that we go to, yeah. which is um, <clears throat> either Revelation 5 or 7, which is just this picture 
of the whole world oriented around the throne of God and every tribe and tongue and people and language and nation worshiping the lamb who was slain uh, because by his blood they were ransomed. Mm -hmm. And so they're together now worshiping him Mm -hmm. um, in unity. And so I think uh, we don't just want... uh, we don't just want ethnic harmony like that's the end. We want united praise yeah. of the people of God as the end. Yep, that's great. So based on all of that, what's your trajectory for Sunday's sermon? Yeah. Or actually the sermon that people would have heard yeah, we're rec- two days earlier. We're recording this before, before <laughs> the sermon is preached, but yeah. It's a good question. What did you preach when you were going to preach it this coming Sunday? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so the place I decided to go um, was James 2. And James 2 is really kind of this two sides to the same coin, um, really based on the reality of uh, partiality. So James is really talking about, like the book of James, in my opinion, is talking about for those who have been born again by this, implanted word, Pastor Daniel talked about that a few weeks ago, this implanted word, and that, that, that word by faith is now growing and taking root and uh, bearing fruit in their lives. What does faith look like? How is it mm-hmm. practiced? What kind of what activity does faith uh, produce in the life of a, of a true believer? And one of the things he says that's really interesting is he says it, it makes you uh, fight the sin of partiality. And so when he goes to James 2, uh, when you go to James 2, he's talking about, in that context, rich and poor. So right. he's, he's talking and he says, hey, when a rich person comes in, why do you, basically, why do you treat them better? And then why do you make the poor person go sit far away where no one can see them? And he, and he makes the case uh, just, just for the, the wickedness that is, for those made the image of God, uh, the foolishness it is because those that you like and you want to honor, um, they, they, they don't pan out to be what you, what you want them to be. They dishonor the name of Jesus and, and all these other things. And then the antidote to that, so he kind of says, don't do that. And then the antidote to that is you should obey the royal law, which is love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked a lot about love a neighbor recently at South Cities, but he's saying, hey, um, that's your neighbor, uh, be neighborly towards them. Don't treat them. Don't demean them. Don't dishonor them, but treat them as those made in the image of God. And and the way he then grounds it is so interesting. He basically says, um, act as those who are, who are basically um, under the law of liberty. And what he means by that is uh, the law of liberty, I think, Pastor Daniel talked about this a little bit in his sermon too, but I think what the law of liberty is, is I have been set free by grace. Like I, I'm set free, I'm saved, I'm redeemed. So now I ha- I'm constrained mm-hmm. by love because <laughs> I've been redeemed. And, and then he talks about just how, how that makes you operate out of mercy, not judgment. Um, and so the opposite of partiality is love for neighbor and a heart that operates out of mercy, not judgment. So that if you'd see someone in need, you wouldn't think, Oh man, I don't want to be seen with them. They're not like me. Right. They're different than me. You'd go, oh, I wanna, I wanna be near them. I wanna encourage them. I wanna help them. I wanna love them uh, as my neighbor, like myself. Yep, 
and that's the antidote. Yeah, that's good. Sometimes I think about too, when we're trying to overcome the sin of partiality, sometimes it could be like a legitimate prejudice that people are harboring that needs to be repented of. Other times it could just be like, yep. oh, it seems awkward. Yep. Yep. Like they're not like me and I yep. don't know how to relate to them and it's yep. just going to be weird and it's yep. going to be awkward. So yep. like, how do we overcome that type of type of feeling, which I'm sure is common right. to a lot of people. Right. And I, I think it's good to make that distinction because what James is talking about, right, when he's talking about the sin mm-hmm. is I'm actively dishonoring them yeah. and demeaning them. There's something in my heart that's making me do that. My only answer to what you just said is just like hang out with people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think... Uh, so like I've, I've often said about this particular topic, ethnic harmony, uh, I think it's, I think in, in, in real life, um, ide- ideas really matter, but in real life, it's going to be less about uh, the idea of it and more about relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, uh, there's just people at our church who come from a different kind of cultural background than I do. And, uh, we can still get together at a coffee shop and just talk about suffering and talk about where we came from and talk mm-hmm. about, and I get a picture of them, they get a picture of me and we're united in Christ, able to love each other. Um, and we're still really different. Um, and I think, I think that, um, I think you said it well, you know, like it's, it's awkward cause I think we're comfortable around people that are like us. Yeah. Um, so may, may, maybe part of it is just like having a, a holy curiosity too. Just like I, they're not like me, but I'm. I want to know more about them because they're made in the image of God, and and they they've been shaped by God in certain ways in certain contexts. That I want to, I want to get that. You know, mm-hmm. I want to understand them as my brother or sister in Christ. Um, and 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 that's you know that's certainly across ethnic and cultural lines, but I mean that's just a lot of different. Line. Sure. Yeah. I mean, me and you. I know. <laughs> I, was just I mean, that. Can, I don't think we could be more different. Yep. And in most of the ways people would imagine, but uh, you know, there's no one I'm closer to because we've just we've just done it. Right. Uh, done a relationship together for a long time. So, yeah, I, I don't know a better answer than I think it just it comes down to relationships. Yep. And relationships that are built upon our unity in Christ. That's right. And that's something that- That, like makes, it, you, that makes it safe. <clears throat> yeah. So that's what you need to do. Like to overcome that awkwardness, you should preach to yourself. Yeah. No, like we're brother and sister. Yeah. And so like fight the fight of faith to believe that, that I'm closer to them, that person who's not like me at all, yeah. than I am maybe with an unbelieving family right. member. That's right. Because of Jesus. Yep. And then it, because of that, you have the safety and the security yep. to take that awkward step. Yeah. and have a relationship. And I, and, I, and I think that so many times what you find then, right, is as you're relating, you end up doing what we just said. You end up praising Jesus together. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't just end at, oh, we get along, but there's something about our kinship in Christ that makes us go, man, we love Jesus so much and we love him more because we're together. Yeah. And sometimes even our differences help us appreciate the diversity of his grace in a way this makes us go, oh man, look at how he worked in your life and saved you and grew mm-hmm. you and sustained you and look at what he did in my life and isn't he great? Yeah. You know, we can praise him together. Yeah, that's really good. Anything else you want to add or subtract, Ethan? <laughs> <laughs> nope. All right. Thanks, guys. This is really good. 